0: G'day and welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. This is episode 923, my interview with Master Ming Tong Gu, and we're discussing wisdom, healing Qigong. I really hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Hope you're really well. Today's a fantastic interview, my interview with Master Ming Tong Gu, and we're discussing wisdom, healing Qigong. What a fantastic, inspiring uh, conversation. Much to learn. I'm not really a uh, expert or a, that familiar at all, really, with Qigong and the practice of Qigong. I know a bit more about Tai Chi, and then, again, still not that much. So it's a really cool conversation, very uh, curiosity-led. And he's got an incredible journey, inc- incredible story, as most of us do. But he uh, was born in China, went to, migrated to the States when he was about 22, studied mathematics for about... 10 years and then went into finer arts where he then stumbled across um, the ancient practice of Qigong and he then went back to his homeland to um, practice with the teacher, the founder of wisdom healing, Qigong, and practiced that for several years on, um, on different occasions. Um, so he knows a fair bit about it and he absolutely loved it. Where I love the, uh, the start of this story is that he was searching for this greater sense of joy and happiness in life and he has found it through Qigong. Um, not through mathematics and that's why he changed to find a rat. and i think that's the journey that most of us go on in life is trying to figure it out um, what gives us a greater sense of fulfillment and purpose and that's what he's got here and qigong is a great way to do that too it uh, helps us connect these energies and, and be in oneness with everything fantastic conversation guys i really hope you enjoy let me know what you think cheers good morning master ming chong how are you today I'm doing great. Thank you, Will. How are you? I, I, I'm really good. I hope I got that pronunciation
1: okay. You got it. Yeah, I'm happy with you. Happy to be with all the listeners.
0: No, fantastic to have you here. And I, I look forward to our conversation. It's, a, it's a, a topic of conversation that I'm quite unfamiliar with. So hopefully uh, myself and the listeners out there will learn a fair bit from this conversation. And we're talking about um, Qigong. Uh, and then the healing or the wisdom healing of Qigong. So um, I, I, when we started the conversation, we had the video on briefly and I, I saw you sitting in, in quite a nice sort of room there uh, near Santa Fe, I believe you are. Uh, tell us a bit about your location.
1: Yes, we are located about 20 minutes away from downtown Santa Fe. That is quite a famous place, even if it's really small, but uh, quite a history. And uh, with a lot of art and so on. But our center here is um, really among the um, high desert. So much nature, one third of the land of 150 acres of land. are just pure wildness, pure nature and feel so primal here. The earth and the heaven both just feel so exposed, so open, so connected. So feel very fortunate to live here, to walk here. And of course, right now it's quite because of uh, the pandemic, but mm. we're looking for someday, you know, to have an in-person retreat here.
0: Yeah, lovely. And tell us a little bit about um, your journey, Ming Tong.
1: Right, so I grew up in China, but I came here to the US um, for 35 years ago. And now I lived in so many different places, but I didn't know, about Qigong and I didn't grow up uh, with Qigong and I discovered Qigong actually when I was in graduate school study fine arts and uh, so as a surprise then I discover the founder of the Qigong and I went back to China to study with him for about many years usually one month at a time then eventually finished my master training program Then I came back to US to teach full time in the last 20 years now. So I moved to Santa Fe about four years ago here and never imagined to live such a beautiful place and um, really enjoy the work. And now all program move on and move to the online program. So feel very fortunate to live this life with passion, with a purpose.
0: Yeah, lovely. And so, it's interesting, you've you've sort of, you know, grew up in China. What age did you leave um, your homeland to, um, to America?
1: Yeah, I think I was about 22 or 23. Okay, so yeah, you, went, treat- you went to America to study, was it, or? I came here to study mathematics, actually, yeah. in graduate school, All right, right. I spent 10 years studying mathematics. Then I fall in love with fine arts, so I switched to fine arts and study graduate school in fine arts. So you, and you studied like
0: mathematics for what ten years? Ten years, Wait yeah. Away. Okay, yeah. and then went into fine arts. Right. That's interesting. What what sort of caused that
1: shift? It's a good question. You know, I think reflecting back on my journey. Um, of, you know, I study very hard in school, in the academic field, and really uh, always perform, you know, the top one or two in any major. I, you know, made any classes. But I think deeply is really spiritually, you know, I being was searching for happiness because I didn't grow up in, as a happy child, you know, or happy childhood. So always searching for happiness. And so when I study, you know, mathematics, and I was quite successful, but didn't feel happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then I discovered fine arts, really making me feel happy. So I went all the way there, you know, became also successful. But part of me still feel not 100% fulfilling, fulfilled. So Qigong, Really, when I discovered Chigong, realizing the depths of it and my heart opening up and but discovering a deeper purpose for mm. my life. So it's a spiritual connection. It's not really kind of a just a mental, academic, kind of intellectual way of fulfilling myself. So that is a big opening mm. and experientially in this process. How,
0: how do you describe that feeling? Because I can, and I think a lot of people can probably relate, but I'd like to hear you describe that feeling um, where something was missing. You said, you, you know, mathematics wasn't making you happy.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, as a fine artist, and in a sense, I give myself a kind of total freedom to liberate myself and I grew up in China. Obviously, the culture is not very free, so to speak. <laughs> and then I came to the U.S. Um, I feel a sense of freedom and the study of mathematics is very intellectual, really not connecting with the heart, so to speak. And so when I experiencing art, my creativity is like come out of me uncontrollably, but also I give myself Total freedom to explore, explore. So I s- spend a lot of time, kind of observing, observing life, observing nature, and observing myself. And yet, part of me still not feel complete. And I didn't know what it is at the time when I started practicing qigong, realizing the um, it's more experiential. It's more, let's say, inward process, you're taking a journey inward and discovering like a sense of who I am and sense of connection with a life with not depending on anyone else. Hmm. Not even depend on the validation of someone else. You know, as a fine art, I'm making art in this case, photographer and the video still have sense of like. Depend on how people viewing my work, viewing, you know, what I'm doing. So Qigong is more independent process. It's an internal journey. And of course, you're still connecting with other people, but realizing the internal happiness without depending on external circumstance, or stories, or other people's validations. So that was quite a new for me. Hmm, yeah.
0: Did you discover uh, Qigong through the fine arts? Like, is it something that you, you stumbled across or is it something you actually went out to find because of a recommendation of a,
1: a peer? Mm, I think um, there's both. On one hand, there's the linear process. Uh, often I say, you know, everything happening in life is nothing is accident. One thing leads to another, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like certain, you know, like big step happening to our life, and when we're ready, then basically we're learning to show up. So in that sense, it's like uh, uh, what's the things It's just like when you're ready, the path opened up in front of you. But whatever happened in the past is also kind of prepare us so that we can take the next step often, especially for the big step. But in my case, in the practical level, actually a friend I met in graduate school in fine arts, she was um, teaching Tai Chi and Qigong, and this form of Qigong. So she gave me a book asking me help her to translate. And because I'm Chinese and she's Mm. grown up in the West, so I became curious by looking at the book, realizing not only this is from China, but this incredible long history, no. ancient history, but also has a incredible depths, you know, and also the way my teacher, you know, I didn't know him at the time. He presenting this material from different angles in terms of long wisdom tradition, esoteric tradition, but also looking at it from a contemporary and uh, science. Quantum physics as well, mm. medicine, yeah, mm. new medicine point of view, and also he has incredible background, you know. In, this is your the teacher, the founding, right? The founder of Qigong. He's a founder of this system, called Wisdom Healing Qigong. Okay. So Qigong came from long history, yes. you know, ancient history can trace back to five thousand years even. Really? Yeah, often from like the Yellow Emperor time. This is the wisdom coming down is from written literature. You can discover a lot of accumulative knowledges. But in the contemporary history, basically, there's been many lineages tradition from the ancient time. So Dr. Pan, my teacher, is putting what he learned from his 30 years of study and practice to a particular system called Wisdom Healing Qigong.
0: Oh, okay, and, so that's the, that's, yeah. Wisdom Healing
1: Qigong is the, is the type of system that you've trained in. Right, exactly. So his background is very expensive, very vast. He studied with many teachers from like a martial art tradition, from traditional Chinese medicine tradition, from Buddhist tradition, from Taoist tradition, then also from, you know, like a, his family you know, tradition. So, very vast. So accumulation study, of all these different yeah, styles exactly. and traditions. Right. So, but he has this vast experience as well, the depths from his practice. So he realized for the contemporary time and what we needed is something complete, but at the same time is accessible. So he puts a system together called Wisdom Healing Chikong. Hmm
0: interesting so a lot of lot of history here um how what is qigong i've heard of it and I've, I've talked to other people about it but how do you how do you explain what qigong is
1: i will explain in a simple way Qi means energy means yeah. energy when people ask me what is energy you ask back what is not energy you know <laughs> okay. so everything is energy but recognizing perception often is perceiving something just physical yeah tangible measurable you know scientific so to speak yeah Uh then but the ancient tradition recognizing there's the existence of subtle energy invisible energy beyond physical which is not just like okay existing out there you know but has strong impact on our life and so learn to open into that energy connecting with the energy but also cultivating the energy and moving the energy and changing the energy structure as human being we experience experiencing life in general including health including emotional pattern including mental pattern so the second word is gong is about practice and cultivation the skill as well as the benefit of working with energy consciously so on one hand, you know, we're all living with energy, but on the other hand, not everybody is consciously cultivating energy. Mm. So Qigong is to teach us how to consciously, not only living with energy, but cultivating the energy capacity we all have, we're born with. You know, as we say, you know, we, as human beings in this stage of evolution, we may tap into only 20% of our brain capacity or 5% of our brain capacity. That means there's hidden capacity we're bound with, we're not aware, or we don't know how to tap into yet. So that's where these tradition, wisdom, healing, qigong included, help you to tap into the hidden potential. So when I explain it, suddenly become very clear. When you tap into the hidden energy, then you can naturally tap into the hidden potential inside of you. So that is the, the simple explanation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and quite a bit of depth there still. <laughs> um, the the energy that we're tapping into. I mean, that, is that just an internal energy, or is that an energy that's um, the same that's in me, is in you, that's in you know out there? Is it just a, an all-round energy, or are we talking about different areas of energy?
1: It's a good question. That's one of um, powerful question. So on one hand, we learn to open connected with the source energy the pure energy let's say in the quantum uh, language that means if you're dividing whatever existence to smaller 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 existence then to the point cannot be divided anymore and mm-hmm. that is the pure energy state in that state there's no differentiation anymore so that's the same there's no, no matter separation where anymore. exactly so you got it so the inner and the outer in that state is indivisible is inseparable but we're not living this way you know our hands touching something physical when we look at everything we see separation yeah yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. we do not living consciously in this way so we're training ourselves go beyond the physical separation, beyond our concept, beyond our story, beyond our identification, then you're opening your mind capacity to pure consciousness capacity to open to this energy of um, indivisible, our undifferentiated existence of oneness. So that is one aspect. But second aspect is equally important, recognizing the relative dimension the physical dimension, still important, still separate. So bringing that energy of oneness into the physical existence of your body, making the link connecting the absolute, the relative dimension. And so by doing that, internally, you're also accessing the connection between different part of your body. So that means the different part of your body able to communicate more effectively, more energetically, more experientially. So that is um, this awakening to the awareness of your body. Then as a result, the functioning of your brains, for example, able to activate to the next level of function when the brain able to connect it with your heart, connecting with the five organ system. I'm giving you an exa- example. So slow connecting with energy in this way, you're activating the deeper communication, deeper flow, deeper openness. So you're tapping or expanding the activity or the function of any part of your body. Naturally, Mm. as a consequence, then you're enhancing the function of different system, whether it's the brain, whether it's heart, whether it's five organ system. And then another level is you're connecting the physical dimension with the emotional dimension, with the mental spiritual dimension. So instead of uh, scientific you know, approach of thinking or measurement, you're perceiving the body as like a biological machine. <laughs> you know, as if the mind, uh, spirit is not in the equation. Yeah, that's how we're approaching health. Yeah, that's how we approaching biology. So when you're approaching energetically, realizing the physical, emotional, the mental, spiritual is inseparable. Not only when affecting other, but it's a whole spectrum of energies. There's no gap between. So that is a, a deeper perception, deeper cultivation. So the Qigong is is about
0: connecting what is noticeably separate to, to our eye, those energies. And all those right, areas that, of energies. So everything functions. Yeah. yeah. With a lot more right. consistency or clarity yeah.
1: exactly so that is uh, the cosmology and the methodology and then the method is really simple basically you do the movement so when you do movement you're releasing the stress the tension from different part of the body and you also learn how to connecting with your body so mentally inwardly connecting with your body that's why most time when we do practice your eyes closed so it's very different from exercises you know when you do exercise you're moving your body but your mind is concentrated somewhere else (laughs) looking at the tv screen you know listening to radio, Uh even reading you know newspaper or iphone it's like that as the mind is not connected with your body so but that, it's, a similar,
0: it's, it's similar in one aspect because, I mean, I know and I just started jogging again. I haven't jogged for most of the year and I, I went for a run a few weeks back. I got a new pair of shoes and um, I sort of immediately noticed the difference. Um, and I certainly am a big proponent of, you know, getting up and, and doing exercise in the morning too because I, I feel the energy um, really that flows from that um, increases the, the performance or the, the, the attitude we have towards the day. Um, so I can see how that relates, but you're right. Like when I do exercise, the, the mind is often wandering elsewhere. I'm not saying right. much focused on the body. So with the Qigong, is it similar to Tai Chi? Cause I've done Tai Chi before and it's a series of slow movements, almost like a combination of, of, um, what yoga and, and something else, I suppose. Um, but a little less, yeah. le- it seems less intense, but I still remember sweating vigorously. <laughs> We've been
1: doing it right, right. So I'm glad that you're starting jogging again. That's so good. I think any kind of exercise is good for the body, good for the spirit too. And especially when, if you're jogging, if you start feel energetic, uh, aliveness, openness, and that's you're moving towards a qigong way of doing exercise already. Mm. So. So it's, it's not so much of what you do; it's more about how you're doing it. So, if you're jogging, if your eyes open, you know, looking at the nature, you know, feeling the energy of the nature, that's beneficial. But also, if you internally connecting with your body, you know, not only just the muscle tissues, your legs, arms, shoulders moving, but feeling the deeper dimension of your body when you're jogging, then you're doing Qigong, basically. Yeah. So that is analogy. But uh, to come back to the question, you know, what's the difference between Tai Chi and Qigong? Historically, Tai Chi is a form of Qigong. Okay. And just call differently. It's the one form of Qigong, basically. Core named Tai Chi instead of wisdom healing Qigong. What does the Tai uh, mean
0: in the Qi? Like, obviously, the Qi is the same, is it?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, actually that's a different Chi. That's is, oh, is, um, it? Qi, Tai qi G. Oh. If spell in the Chinese way, means qi Tai qi. That means the yin yang, the symbol called Tai Chi symbol. Yeah. Oh. So Chi is mean that G actually pronounced so close and that G means infinite. Without boundary, that's what that means. What does the di- "tai" mean? Is that like big? "Tai" actually "tai" means, uh, yeah, this word is so subtle. "Tai" means um, open without boundary. Ji means the infinite.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this was a, an offset of Qigong from way back in history.
1: Yeah, exactly. Tai Chi. Yeah. Okay, so. So that's why there's a parallel to it. Tai Chi, you know, other form of Qigong, for example. Are there any subtle differences
0: that you could pick up, I guess, between the Tai Chi and the Qigong or even your system of wisdom healing Qigong?
1: So what I'm trying to say is like every system of Qigong has its own unique quality, but also has shared um, uh, common, you know, methodology, common experience. And uh, in this case, Tai Chi more focus on balance, for example, yeah. Okay. Yin Yang balance, Yin Yang, you know, interaction. Using the symbol is a Tai Chi symbol. So then another qigong system can using a different system, like Ba Qua, for example. Five elements, for example, yeah. So that is a, a, each system has its unique philosophical orientation as well methodology okay. way of working with energy so in wisdom healing qigong we're using we do not use yin yang we're using basically oneness 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 e- oneness everything as a one basically oh oneness okay yeah so it does not differentiating yin and the yang how to balance them so it's more about awakening the awareness inside of you, opening the awareness to the universe. So everything you're connecting with in the context of awareness. OK, OK. So that's the methodology. Then the method also slightly you know, more expanded than Tai Chi. So it's Tai Chi just movement? In this case, we're using the sound as the important part of the practice. Using meditation, visualization, as a very important part of the practice. So these three practices, these the three different kind of practice combined together, allow you to access the energy, the awareness, the deeper quality of healing. Yeah.
0: Okay, so with with the and I was going to say meditation earlier when I said yoga and meditation, that sort of that's how I felt Tai Chi was. It was a little less um, intense like yoga sometimes and more. And I guess there's, there's offshoots of yoga and different styles of yoga as well. But, um, there's definitely a meditative quality to when I practice Tai Chi, which I assume is similar to Qigong, um, as far as keeping the mind focused on, on the bodies and the parts and the movements rather than letting it wander as I might when I go for a run. How do you right. help people? I mean, is this, is this just a natural part of Qigong that allows people to not wander, like their minds don't wander, so they have to sort of stay focused, or is there a part of that you need to train? Just like meditation, when you're sitting there, eyes shut, focusing on breath, my mind still goes off on random thoughts and tracks everywhere.
1: Yeah, that is one of the challenges mm. in any meditative practice. So, so it's similar for Qigong. Is- Right, Qigong takes gives you again sweet takes practice, the bottom line takes practice, but the technique help you specifically make it more accessible or help you to relax your mind, concentrate your mind more effectively. As you mentioned, for example, if your mind focus on the movement, focus on the body movement, then the mind wander risks yeah? Even if you wander, you still can come back, you're feeling the sensation of the body and deeply feeling the subtle energy, so that way your mind is able to relax to this connection with your body and concentration with your body, so that's one way. And the secondly is uh, using the sound, when you're making the vibration, you start to feel the energy of your heart, the energy of your organ system. So then the mind can detach from story, detach from external destruction, can come back to the deeper feeling of your body. So that's internal dimension of your body. So if you're feeling your arm, you're feeling for a while, then your mind kind of uh, wandered away again. But when you go into your heart, go into the deeper dimension of your organ suddenly the mind becomes curious, able to let's say concentrate longer, connecting longer, exploring more longer. So that is another technique. Then mm. the third is in the meditation. Similarly, you, instead of uh, just think of thoughts, you just connecting with your body sensation, you're connecting with the purpose. So in this case, the Qigong meditation, besides, uh, awareness, you also cultivating intention, cultivating, proactively opening the energy so the mind is proactively engaged with something gotcha like so having that, a, like having a goal. The mind. Hmm. exactly exactly so that is a slight different flavor of qigong meditation so in general you can think of in in this case of wisdom healing qigong we do moving meditation we do sound meditation we do sitting visualization meditation So that help you connecting the mind, but also relaxing the mind in certain way with the body, with energy.
0: Do you combine them all together, like the movement, the sound and the mindfulness sort of practice or are they done separately?
1: We do different ways okay. to template. When it is sometimes just the sound, sometimes just the movement, sometimes combine them together.
0: What what is the sound? Like what are you doing there? Is that like a hum that you make when you move, or what's what's the go?
1: Right. Let me give you an example. Hmm. For example, um, connecting with your heart and uh, using the vibration, awakening the sort of energy of your heart, and the first sound for the heart like this. SING So when you're making the sound long enough, you know, I'm, when I'm making the sound, I close my eye, mm-hmm. connecting, feeling my heart, my chest. So when you're making the sound long enough, you start to feel warmness of your heart, hmm. feel the sense of openness of your heart, aliveness of your heart. So when you continue that way, then you're discovering connecting the deeper, deeper dimension of your heart beyond just physical. And, you know, scientifically, we know the electric magnetic of your heart still measurable even few miles away from your body. This is just amazing, you know, yeah. but normally we don't experience that. So you're dividing the subtle awareness, but also deeper connection with the energy of your heart. Then you start experiencing greater capacity of your heart in this case, including, you know, your joy, the loving-kindness, your compassion for yourself, for life in general. Okay, so that opens up that sort of gateway. Exactly. The, exactly. Um,
0: the, the humming there, you sort of use shin. I mean, could you do any sort of hum, like a ma or a ba or, you know, any any syllable just in repetition? Does it matter? matters. This okay. sound is not random. It's not random. Okay. Oh, okay. not All random. Right. Yeah. So with with those vibrations, like when you do that sort of practice um, individually, I assume you do it with others, you help others with these practices, but uh, by yourself in your room doing that, how long would you sit there for um, doing a a sound sort of meditation?
1: You know, my quick answer is uh, longer you do, stronger it is, more powerful, more beneficial becomes. That's it just ultimately, you know, that is always true. Then on the other hand, is um the three way of doing it. You're doing yourself from the memory, for example, still beneficial. But it's more powerful, more effective if you are doing the sound with the guidance from the teacher. So using recall you know guided practice from the teacher. Then the second more beneficial. Yeah. Then the third one is really if you have chance to practice with the teacher. Hmm whether online, whether in person, then it's more powerful, more beneficial. Hmm. So it's really important to recognize these three different options producing different results. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So how, how long did you um, study this for, to be a master? Uh, how many years or, or what's what's the time period are we talking?
1: Yeah, for me, um, I was practicing myself about one, two hours every day and Returning to my teacher, you know, twice a year, so on one month at a time. That was about five years. Then right. I studied with him in the center for two years. So totally about seven years before I start to teach as a master teacher. Nice one. And so, what, what does your day look like?
0: Not not as far as you know teaching others, but what would your day look like if you weren't a teacher? Um, as far as your your practice, like what would it look Mm. like from, you know, when you wake up to when you go to bed?
1: Yeah. Honestly, you know, very different when I'm teaching, I'm teaching so often.
0: (laughs) Right. So that sort of forms part of your.
1: Right. Right. Um, But tell the truth, like when we're talking right now, I feel as energetic as if I'm practicing Qigong.
0: Okay. So is that because you've had so much practice, you've just, you know, again, that's, Right. That's why they say practice, you know, meditation, you become
1: more and more conscious in, in every moment rather than just when you're meditating. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I will not say, you know, 100% yet. You know, when you like working on project, you know, in the computer, writing something or answering the email, you would not be able to feel energetic as I'm talking with you right now, mm. you know. <laughs> so still different, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, if I'm not teaching during the day, then my routine is starting in the morning doing these more like yoga like uh, energy movement in the, from this system awakening the body you know stretching releasing awakening the body from like uh, you know lack of movement during the sleep you know the body numb and you know, so on so you awaken in the physical part of your body then quickly you start connecting more energy flow then you meditate meditating for a while, just calming your mind, connecting with energy, connecting with the purpose of the day. And that depends, usually about half hour, one hour, some days. Then I enjoy my time just um, having the breakfast, my coffee, and so on, before rushing into work. So then I starting continue very busy day routine, so much responsibility, for the center, for the organization, mm. for the teams, the business side, the team as well. Then planning whatever activity we need to plan. And I have two kids also keep oh, well. me busy. busy? Yeah. And, <laughs> so uh, then usually I when before I go to bed, I have some time to practice as well. So that's kind of my normal routine
0: and with with the practice like you're helping other people with with qigong um, is there like a recommendation like is something i mean i know you've you've got some resources yeah that you can share with us today so people can go out and check it out online and, and maybe even and do a few practices is that correct
1: absolutely yeah. so now with the access of internet it's just so convenient easy. yeah so so what i want to share so much is, you know, uh, right now it's like on the internet, there's so much information mm. and can be overwhelming. And, but the practice of Qigong is not about having more information. It's it's about transformation. So it's really different. So we want to be aware, not trying to have too much information, instead of focus on the process of experience, process of transformation, by doing it so the free resource for example like to share with you just give you enough information such as the ebook, you know whatever you learn from this interview more expanded in the ebook you can read about it but more importantly in this is uh, i'm also sharing few video you can follow the practice experiencing for yourself connecting with your own body feeling the energy so anytime you do the practice, especially with the follow the video, then you start to feel better. So if you want to explore further, then we have all the program available, including right now we have a three days, uh, free practice online live stream. That's on Tuesday, Thursday, and also Saturday. Depends on your time zone, you know, depends on when you live in the world. So. That is okay. eight thirty to nine thirty in the um, mountain time in the US time zone. So then we have also a weekly program happening. That's the paid program. You can go further deeper to more deeper learning. So a lot of options available. Yeah. And yeah. I want to just share the freely sources is um, called the ancienthealingsecret.com. Yeah. Ancient Healing Secret Ancient HealingSecret.com You can discover all the free resources and do the practice on your own time. So if you want to connect with a more live stream, then you can um, see the information on the website, Qi Center, yeah. Center.com. Okay.
0: I'll stick those links in the show notes, guys, so you can check it all out there. Um, both of those, uh, AncientHealingSecrets.com and ChiCenter.com. The the time frame you'd recommend for someone getting started is it is it sort of would you say you know do something for 15 minutes every morning or half an hour every morning is there some sort of recommendation just to get people started or would you say you know right. just start where you feel most comfortable
1: so i would recommend if you feel you know you have a great need for health but also feeling you know kind of a Ready to commit? You know importance of your health. Yeah. Then I would say thirty minutes, starting thirty day. Thirty minutes, yeah. And if you say, oh, maybe I will try. Health is important, but I will try first. Then starting fifteen minutes. <laughs> okay. So it depends on where, where you are, how really yeah. you are, you know, how you value, you know, health, how value your investment in your health.
0: I, I got this. This. Um, this, this practice wisdom healing Qigong, we sort of covered the Qigong and now there's two parts of that, that system, wisdom and in healing. Um, and I think, you know, healing is, must be more focused around the practice and its benefits towards our overall health and the wisdom must be the practice around our, the benefits of overall mental. So it's sort of like the, I don't know, it, it seems like two different components. Is that correct? Or am I mistaken
1: there? Mm-hmm. mm. so good question. So healing is the benefit. Right. And uh, one of the benefits of the whole Qigong practice. And that's also including improving your health, including prevention, including, you know, living longer. Yeah. So but the, the wisdom part is really cultivating, as you said, the mental capacity. But your mental capacity is beyond just intellectual capacity. Beyond just you know more knowledge, we have a lot of knowledge already. But what are we missing is wisdom. Wisdom is more this direct knowing, direct connection with life, with the universe. So that is more in the spiritual dimension. Right. So it's, uh, it's the wisdom of connecting with life directly, the wisdom to to connect with your purpose. To wisdom to living with a deeper meaning and the wisdom to know you know what what you can control what is beyond your control to live with a more peaceful life for example mm. so yeah. It's, it's abstract. It's it is not abstract. like as tangible as, you know, knowledge, you know, like black and white, A, B, C, D, E, how that works together.
0: <laughs> but it gives you a little, <laughs> a little taste maybe to, to sort of get in further just by your explanation right now. Um, the yeah. other question I have for you, um, you know, are the, the physical health benefits, I suppose, um, let's say doing half an hour of Qigong in the morning compared to doing a half an hour jog or a swim at the pool, are there going to be noticeable differences as far as our our physical um, health? Because I I sort of feel that um, perhaps there is, but it doesn't seem like it'd be as as acting. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: Mm -hmm. Very good question. On one hand is, uh, you know, not everybody able to do very physical, intense exercise Mm -hmm. as you can. Yeah. So when you're sick, for example, Yeah. When you are old, for example, yeah, when you have uh, low energy, for example. So these exercise is very difficult, very challenging. Yeah. Mm. So but if in the theoretical, you know, context, say two person can do, you know, one person can do both, for example, for whatever reason. Yeah. Then to compare the result and that is there is certain research. Actually, I don't remember the literature exactly, but you can search online um when study they compare the health benefit of three different kind of activity one is kind of exercise i don't know which exercises another is um is a tai chi or one form of qigong then another is yoga hmm. they compare with a particular health issue for example cardiovascular issue for example hmm. yeah then as a result the measurement is the qigong is the most beneficial. Right. Then the second is the fit in, The exercise and the yoga is very compatible. Hmm. Almost the similar result. I don't know. So that is one study. You know, I, I cannot generalize it. But yeah. That is at least one study, and I think um, from my experience is really ultimately, it's not so much of what do you do is how you're doing it. That means whatever activity you're doing, uh, able you to activate all dimension of your soul: the physical dimension, the emotional dimension, the mental, spiritual dimension, allow you to connecting all these aspects in one activity, then most likely that is most beneficial for you.
0: Mm, yeah. Now, well explained. I, I certainly noticed when I do yoga, um the uh yeah the the after effects on my body sometimes i can feel the the burn the pain so um i definitely notice it's, it's got to be doing something in that sense but look a very right. interesting um uh practice wisdom healing qigong uh, probably a lot more to it now there's a couple of great resources guys so we'll stick the links again in the show notes ancienthealingsecrets.com and the qi center.com um and how else can people reach out to you master minkong
1: I think that's the best way yeah. to finding us, yeah. Okay. And I'm looking for someday, you know, we can have in-person program, including Lichui here. So here's this beautiful place with all of you. And we do have a lot of people come internationally, spending sometimes one week, sometime even longer here. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, quite a beautiful experience. So in general, I also want to say... And Qigong practice is very accessible, very gentle and at uh, the same time, it's very powerful, very, can be very intense as well. So that's allow you to activate the deeper power, deeper capacity and deeper change as well. And so that's is one quality I love so much is everybody can do it. Yes. And anytime, any place can do it. And no matter how sick you are, how healthy you are, how young, how old you are, (laughs) that is uh, the unique quality, I think a little bit different, yeah, different from yoga. Not everybody can do yoga. No, even going running or something like that. So the exercises, right, right. Even meditation can be challenging for a lot of us, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mate,
0: look, fantastic. Thanks for um, sharing and coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: I enjoy this conversation so much. enjoy this opportunity to share with you. And you're a very energetic person, I can tell. So it's beautiful. Continue sharing what you're sharing. Thank you for your work. No worries. Thank you so
0: much. And guys, check it out at thehiddenwide.com, episode 923. All the show notes will be there and the links to Master Ming Tong too. So uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, mate. And until next time, guys, Be passionate and purpose. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys, I do a solo show every Monday, a Three Minute Thought every Thursday, I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com, just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com, so if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there, um, and anything else really that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link and help support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got to deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out again at thehiddenwire.com, Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the hidden why. My name is martin Nutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.